Hey, 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 y'all. I'm at Walmart right now. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you about Ben Stiller again. But, oh, man, I'm looking at the... Let's see, I'm in the electronics section. And guess who I'm looking at right now on TV? On all the TVs. It's our old friends, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Oh, my goodness. They're doing a advertisement for Walmart. It's called Hello Bello. Uh, Walmart baby department so I did just see that when I searched uh, I think I mentioned that actually on the Kristen Bell Dash Shepherd episode that they launched a, a line of baby clothes for Walmart hello bello so check those out if you got a kid if you got a baby um, the baby uh, raising Arizona come on now what about the baby I love it Looking right now, some DVDs, what, Doctor Who, Family Guy, 20 Grace Hits, Family Guy, Orange is the New Black, Sicario, here's the new Sicario, haven't seen that one yet, the new Mamma Mia, two movie collection, alright, well, I'm in the DVD section if you guys can't tell, there's Arrival, we'll talk about that in the Amy Adams one coming up. Um, yeah, I just saw Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard on the TVs over here, and I got super excited, so had to had to let you guys know, had to give you a shout-out, and can't wait to talk to you about the rest of our old friend Ben Stiller's filmography. Um, I know we didn't get into it very far. Here's something called My Favorite Martian, the complete series. What is this? My favorite Martian marked the beginning of television's fascination with fantasy-themed comedy series, originally airing on CBS TV from 1963 to 66. Stars Bill Bixby and Ray Walston. Is Bill Bixby the name of that SNL character? That who does that? Like Will, Will Ferrell or something? Or whoops, knocking stuff over over here. Um, yeah, it's that Bill. Oh, whoops. I dropped it. I dropped it way on the back. I'm, I'm making a mess over here. Oh, my goodness. I knocked it over. There we go. Holy cow. This was a struggle for me, but there we go. <laughs> it's. I'm figuring stuff out over here. Over here in the Walmart electronic section. There we go. Set it back up. $51 for my favorite Martian complete series. $51 for that. Holy cow. <clears throat> Must be a lot of episodes. Who was I... We'll have to look that up. <clears throat> Who was I thinking of? The uh, Will Ferrell SNL character. He's in the bar. Bill something. We'll look it up. But anyway. I'm... I'm uh, hanging out. Walmart electronics section. About to grab some milk. Try some more. Um, ooh, I'm gonna try another flavor of Don Francisco's coffee. If you wanna, if you wanna sponsor the podcast, Don Francisco's, um, you know where to find me. Oh, John Wick. What is this? Is this a new John Wick? Oh my god. Or it might be the first one. Oh no, John Wick two, right next to it. John Wick Chapter Two. It's such a good. Those movies are so. But we're not talking about Keanu Reeves today. Talking about Ben Stiller. So, without further ado, oh no, here's some ado. 
Back to the Future Trilogy, my favorite film series of all time, as I've told you guys, my favorite franchise, Back to the Future, 30th Anniversary Trilogy, very cool, 25 bucks, oh here's Scarface, I was just talking about Scarface last episode, definitely listen to part one of this one, if you haven't listened to that, um, I would listen to first 15, but other than that, what, oh Zombieland, this is such a cool cover, it's Zombieland, like I've talked about Zombieland, um, but the cover of it is very cool. It, it's like a picture, oh, it's a picture of a Ferris wheel, and then there's a face in the middle of the Ferris wheel. And it's a roller coaster around it, and it's a theme park, because that's a big part of that movie. That's another one of my favorites, for sure. Game of Thrones right here. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I have to admit, this DVD case is super cool. There's like a, it's like a family, what's that called? Um, family emblem, I would say. Or a family crest. Like one of them's a picture of a, was that a dragon? One of them's like a lion. One of them's a big castle gate. Um, cool. Super Troopers 1 and 2. The picture of a guy with a mustache and it's just a silhouette. It's kind of like those, uh, Mariners uh, t-shirts that <clears throat> just have a silhouette of Randy Johnson yeah I'm sure they have those for all sports teams though here I am blabbing on and on just crowding up the Walmart electronic section uh, John Wick here you can get the two film collection and there's a cool coin and there's like a gold coin in this two exclusive replica coins come with it as a bonus wow and then you can get the Predator, and it comes with a little pocket pop keychain. Fugitive Predator. It's like a little thing that you would find in a Happy Meal. Wow. They have that for Deadpool, too. It's a pocket pop keychain. What are those? It looks like something from a from McDonald's. All right. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's do it. Let's get into some uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, buddy. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? She said, I think I'm going Boston. Think I'll start a new life. Think I'll start over. No one knows my name. Get out of California, tired of the weather, think I'll get a lover, fly him out to Spain, oh yeah, I think I'll go to Boston, think that I was tired, think I need a new town to leave this all behind. Think I need a sunrise, tired of a sunset. Here's nice in the summer, some snow would be nice. Oh yeah, you don't know me, you don't even care. Oh yeah, Boston. No one knows my name. name. 
No one knows my name. Name. No one knows my name. Name. Boom. <clears throat> Boston. Boston, Boston, Boston. Augustana. Part two of the Ben Stiller episode. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode. The Stars Born. I am Chris Arneson. I'm your host. I can't wait to talk to you about some Ben Stiller movies. But b- before we get into that, let's do some plugs. Um, if you didn't know, if you stumbled across this you know, on, on the old uh, podcast dial, accidentally flipped it over here, then I'm an author from Pullman, Washington. Sitting in my apartment right now, looking out the window, 8.27 p.m., March 5th, 2019. It's dark. It's a dark night. Uh, across the street from Washington State University. Looking at Sun Rental across the street. Chevron right down right down the street. Can see the can see the uh sign behind the trees over there. Um just looks like a gloomy night out there. Kind of a a Halloweenish night, I would say. A Halloweenish night in early March. Um, hmm. Anywho, my books, find them on Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes and Noble. Uh, Sponge Cake, mostly made up story about a completely insane town, and what's in the fridge. Um, yeah, Sponge Cake is a novel. It's based on a middle school bake sale, and it's an adventure caper, uh, set in New England, told from four different points of view. Uh, four main characters, and they all tie together in the end. So that was super fun to write. Um, yeah, super fun to read too. And what's in the fridge is inspirational, motivational, uh, spiritual, self-helpy, and also there's some pop culture and short stories in there as well, and lots of poetry too. So if you like that, check it out. And the cover of it is actually the same starfish as the one you're looking at right now. So very cool. Um, as for other things, go to my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com, my website, chrisstheauthor.com, follow me on Twitter at chrisstheauthor8, and Instagram, chrisarneson8, and thank you so much for share, share, sharing the podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, or anyone you want. I'm really happy about what we're doing over here at A Star is Born Headquarters, HQ, here in Pullman, holding it down. Um, I think before we talk about Ben Stiller, a few updates. Um, I was speaking to you earlier in part one about the Mariners game. They were playing the Padres, and that game ended kind of a disappointment. 7-7 final um, ends in a tie. As we know, they do not do extra innings in spring training. So, yeah, 7-7 tie there. Good thing it doesn't count for, it's not like soccer, how they actually count ties. Do they do that in hockey, too? No, they do a shootout in hockey, don't they? Right? I don't know too much about those two sports. All right. <laughs> Anywho, let's let's move on from the sports I don't know about and move on to some stuff I do know about, which is The Simpsons, my favorite show growing up. Every episode, we discuss a different Simpsons episode, it's somehow related to the star or the state as you know, it's Hawaii. Um, 
Hawaii and Ben Stiller. So here we go. This is the Great Money Caper, seventh episode of the twelfth season. Season. Okay, December tenth, two thousand. The original air date. And this ties in in that. Let's see. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you what's about first. Um. Let's see. Homer, along with his son Bart. Uh, in case you didn't know that Bart is Homer's son. Con people out of their money in order to pay for Homer's broken car. However, after having paid for the repairs, the two decide to continue grifting, which leads to some troublesome situations. The situation. Okay, here we go. How does this relate to the episode? <clears throat> well, at the end of, at the end of um, the great money caper, a Otto, the school bus driver, runs through the courtroom doors, shouting, "Surfs up!" And then the scene cuts to Springfield at the beach uh, with all the characters from the episode surfing. So ties in with Hawaii, I thought, with the old the old surf connect right there. I thought that was pretty pretty fun, pretty clever, if I'm if I must say. Um, all right. Oh, something else I wanted to say. So as you guys know, I was at Walmart talking about that in the intro, and I picked up another Don Francisco's coffee. This one flavored? Guess what the flavor is? It's actually related to the episode. How could it be related to the episode? It's Hawaiian hazelnut. Yeah. So, there we go. I'm excited to try that. Maybe tomorrow morning, crack that open. Really enjoying the vanilla nut. Had a lot of that today. And there's still some more waiting for me in my uh, blue Starbucks cup sitting over there. So, that'll be a good one. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah, something else I wanted to mention that I just learned. I think I heard this on a podcast today, but apparently we were talking about the spirit world and ghosts and whatnot. Apparently some people try to contact um, these spirits by listening to static. So just that like white and black static on the TV. Um, hmm. It's kind of, that's like a horror movie too, like. There's a static TV in the middle of a, like a living room with a nice coffee table. No coffee table books on it. Just maybe some a mug of tea or something. I don't know. Lots of lots of stuff going on over here <laughs> in Pullman. Uh, let's see. What else I want to tell you guys before we get into the episode? I want to say. Oh yes, the NBA update. For the NBA update today, we were going to do, tonight, we're going to talk about the 2019 mock draft. So here's some of the people that they think are going to go high in the draft. Uh, Zion Williamson uh, from Duke, of course. Jay, Jay Morant from Murray State. Uh, RJ Barrett from Duke. Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. There we go. Hometown, hometown guy. And then Cameron Reddish from Duke. All right, we'll just leave it at that. That's ridiculous. Three of the top five guys are from Duke. Oh, my gosh. I got to click on R.J. Barrett. I've heard R.J. Barrett's supposed to be really good. He's from Canada, a Canadian. Let's see. Oh. Get out of there. It was 
it was offering me a free survey. It's like some some weird free survey popped up, and I was like, I'm gonna click out of that real quick. Okay, no more NBA mock draft talk. That's our NBA mock draft talk. Um, that's your NBA update for the for the episode. It is um, that they think three Duke players are gonna go in the top five. What? Holy cow! All right, let's see. Calypso update. Still haven't read any of it since um, earlier today. So on page two fifty. Um, let's do our pin of the show. Pin of the show. It is a Sturgis 2004 pin, and it's a motorcycle. Very cool. Sturgis uh, Motorcycle Festival in, what is that? Stur- is it, I think the town name is Sturgis, South Dakota, in the Black Hills of South Dakota, uh, near, near Rapid City, where my grandma lives. But, wow, I just picked that one because... I don't know if Ben Stiller's ever ridden a motorcycle in a movie, but he seems like he would play a character who would ride a motorcycle for sure. That's just my wild imagination, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that, and it's a really cool pin too. It's like, I don't know what it's made out of, but like brass or something. It seems nice. It's like an ornament almost. A tiny ornament. I guess that's what you could call pins, just tiny ornaments. Um, let's see. I also am holding right now a very fun thing that I discovered that was sitting in my car in the, um, kind of the, what do you call, the area under the radio? Not the middle console, but the area under the radio in the car. I actually found a pumpkin pie chapstick. Oh my gosh. I was so happy. I threw a bunch of it on right, right when I found it. Um, I was so pleased to find this pumpkin pie chapstick because pumpkin pie. Oh, I have to do pie rankings. I'll write that. I'll just do it right now. Bust out some pie rankings. I think pie, pie wise, pumpkin might come first. I'm gonna go. I mean, of course it depends on the season, but I will go pumpkin, then apple. Of course, with. A, with a scoop of vanilla um, A slice of cheese can be good on both of them too Either pumpkin or apple I also like cherry pie And strawberry pie sounds good too Strawberry angel cake is really good I don't know if you consider that pie But that is a very good invention for sure um, So that's your pin of the show Let's see, what else do we want to Ah, I wanted to plug, during my plug section, I forgot to say, I want to plug Taco Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. So, if you didn't eat a taco today, um, I missed out on Taco Tuesday today, myself. Could have gone to Taco Bell, I guess. I love Mexican food. One of my favorite kinds of food. Um, Yes, Taco Tuesday. So, if you want want more um, Taco Talk... That'd be a good name for a podcast, Taco Talk. That might be out there. Someone grab that domain. Uh, let's see. I interviewed David Medina from Takiera Los Torres, which is a food truck in Pullman, here in Pullman, and uh, Moscow, Idaho. 
And you can find that um, on this podcast feed. That's in the interviews, the uh, 2017 interview section. So check that out. Um, yeah, so that was really cool talking to him. Interesting, interesting guy. Um, let's see, Passion Tequila and Bothell. Just went there with my grandpa. Uh, we were there during the Clemson Notre Dame playoff game. So that so that's how you know the day. What what was that? That was the Saturday. That was right near New Year's, right before New Year's Eve. Um, and I got a taco pizza there, which was a combination of two of my favorite things, much like a coffee mug and a Christmas sweater combined into one slash a Chihuahua sweater. All right. Anything else here I wanted to mention? Uh, let's see. We might as well just get it out of the way right now. No, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll get this out of the way right now. Let's do the lickety split banana split pie. Oh my goodness, this sounds great. This is in the uh, Maywood Hills uh, recipe cooking the fast way book. I think this is probably from Lisa Alton Taylor because there's no name next to it, but hers was right above it. So it might be might be hers. Let's just give her credit. Here we go. Lickety split banana split pie. I like the name already. Ingredients. One ready crust graham cracker pie crust. Two small bananas. Wonder if they could use or plantains work. Alright, no more commentary. One quart vanilla ice cream, softened, hot fudge sauce, unheated, pineapple preserves. That'd be a good name for a ska band. Or a, maybe a reggae, reggae band, why not? Pineapple preserves. Uh, chopped nuts. Doesn't say what kind of nuts. I guess pick whatever kind you want. Uh, whipped topping. Maraschino cherries. That's the one I said I liked. The maraschino kind. All right, here's your directions. Slice, <clears throat> excuse me, slice bananas into bottom of pie crust. Spoon softened ice cream on top. Freeze two hours. Top with unheated fudge sauce and pineapple preserves. Add a tablespoon of whipped topping and chopped nuts to top. Then top with the cherry. Put cherry on top. There we go. And let's read one more just because it's a short one. Let's, I think this is also Lisa Alton Taylor's. One, two, three, dessert. Easy peasy. Here we go. Two cans of pie filling, any kind. Half cup of nuts, any kind. One box white cake mix. Uh, two-thirds cup melted. Oh, it says Oleo. I wonder if it means Oreo. It says Oleo or butter. I don't know what Oleo is, but Oreo is not something you don't say Oreo or butter. So I'm assuming it's not an either or a thing. It'd be like Oreo or what Reese's cup. <laughs> so I'm assuming Oleo is a thing. O L E O. I'm just gonna look it up. Why am I, why not? We have we have access to the interweb. The great the almighty Grand interwebs, oleo, another term for margarine. There we go. Now we know. Maybe that's the one that Kramer put on when he went, when he went out and suntanned. Oh, that was that was a great Seinfeld episode. All right, 
Um, enough, enough messing around. Here's your directions. Uh, put fruit in bottom of ungreased 9 by 13 inch pan. Spread cake mix dry over fruit. Pour melted butter mix over mix. Uh, sprinkle nuts on top. Bake at 350 degrees for 40 to 50 minutes. Cool and serve with whipped cream or ice cream. And there you go. That's easy peasy. One, two, three, dessert. Oh, man. That, that begs a question. What's better? Uh, the classic whipped cream or cool whip? Cool whip. Hmm. It's a tough debate. It's a big debate. It's plagued humanity for many centuries. Um, I mean, obviously it depends what you're putting it on. So I guess let's just say you're putting it on a graham cracker because that's a neutral thing. So on a graham cracker, oh man, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I got to say, I'm not eating it straight, but on top of stuff, I still like Cool Whip better. I mean, sometimes I'll eat Cool Whip straight even. I'll just go crazy. I never liked it. I definitely never liked it when people put it in the freezer. I don't think it's like Thin Mints. It's not like a Thin Mints scenario where you have to put that in the freezer. Those are obviously way better when they're frozen. But With Cool Whip, though, you kind of just want that just in the fridge. But, I mean, I could go for a spoonful of it, for sure, just straight up. Maybe a cherry on top of it. That'd be good. Cool Whip is good on pumpkin pie, like we were talking about. Any pie. Um, good in chocolate milk. Good on lots of things. Good on a graham cracker. All right, that's my Cool Whip whipped cream breakdown for y'all. All right, I think now's a good time. I'm just going to go ahead and read a few credits of uh, good old Ben Stiller. So we left you. Let's see, if you never listen to the show, I mean, listen, obviously listen to the first 15 episodes and part one of this one. But if not, we left you at Reality Bites. He plays Michael Grates. All right, here we go. Heavyweights. He plays Tony Perkis slash Tony Perkis Sr. What? He plays both? TV series. That's like a nutty professor scenario. Uh, TV series, 1995. Harry Medfly is his character name. Medfly. That sounds like a made-up name. Uh, and the show is Duckman, Private Dick, slash Family Man. None of those words made sense. All right. Oh, here's a classic. 1996. We talked about Adam Sandler. Um, 1996. Happy Gilmore plays... Hal L. Orderly in nursing home. Uncredited. Once again, the old uncredited situation. Situation. I just keep thinking about the situation because I guess I'm thinking about Jersey Shore. Um, here we go. Orderly. That's a fancy name for like a assistant. Wow. That's such a good movie though. He's so funny in that. It's so funny. <laughs> How mean he is. He's just mean. It's not nice, I guess. It's not it's not the way to conduct yourself. Don't don't replicate what he does. Don't live like Ben Siller and Happy Gilmore, that's for sure. Um ninety six. If Lucy fell, he plays Bwick Elias. 
I've never seen the name Bwick. B-W-I-C-K. We got to look that up. That's not a name. Bwick? Is that short for something? Do you guys know a Bwick? Any Bwicks out there? If you're listening, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Um, um, I feel bad for you, I guess. I don't know. People probably... Like, if... Oh, see, I just look up Bwick. I'm just going to look up Bwick. Because I looked up Bwick. Bwick's short for nothing. Oh, Bwick. <laughs> I looked up Bwick and... um. Ben Siller's character from Happy Gilmore came up. So that's the only thing. And then, oh, let's see what Urban Dictionary has to say. Bwick. Someone with mad sales skills. Master of his space, but always up for a few Mick flaps. Haters bow down. What's a Mick flap? <laughs> oh, no. I'm scared to figure out this one. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, we don't need to get into that Uh, that was from Ray 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 the username Ray 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 that just reminds me of one of Ben Stiller's movies Dodgeball Uh, (laughs) when um, what's is that um, I can't remember his character name but one of the characters goes my cousin Ray Ray uh, what's he say? He's like, my cousin Ray Ray, boop, dead. <laughs> on a roller coaster. That's what he's talking about. So I don't know why I found that so funny, but that's one of my favorite parts of that movie for some reason. My cousin Ray Ray, boop, dead. Um, all right, let's see. Let's get back to <laughs> I feel like we've just been messing around. We need to get back to work right here. Enough messing around, guys. This is a serious podcast. 1996, Flirting with Disaster. He plays Mel Coplin. Um, 96, The Cable Guy. See, I just want to say that's why, <laughs> that's why you don't go in Urban Dictionary. You never know what you're going to find in there. That's funny. <clears throat> I need to get moving on. Uh, 96, The Cable Guy. Sam Sweet slash Stan Sweet. Um, that's a movie with let's click on the cable guy because like everyone's in this everyone's in this movie are you in the cable guy i'm in the cable guy uh a lonely and mentally disturbed cable guy raised on television just wants a new friend but his target a designer rejects him with bad consequences jim carrey matthew broderick leslie mann jack black george siegel Diane Baker, Ben Stiller, Eric Roberts, I think that's Julia Roberts' brother, Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, Harry O'Reilly, David Cross, Amy Stiller. Wait, I wonder if... Is that Ben Stiller's sister? Doesn't say. It just says she's an actress and writer known for Reality Bites, The Cable Guy, and Lil Falkers. I'm assuming she is because those are all Ben Stiller movies. She's, and she's from New York City as well. She's got to be. Um, let's just say she is Ben Stiller's sister. And then Owen Wilson. Wow. There's so many. That's like one, two, three, 
four, five. That's five, like, Hollywood front men, I guess you could call them, like, stars. Normally the most famous people in the movie. And they're all in the cable guy. But I guess it, they weren't that famous back in 1996, though, so. Uh, let's go. TV short, 96. Wait, what? There was a TV short in 1996 called Derek Zoolander, male model. He played Derek Zoolander. That was five years before that movie came out. I did not. Wow, I learned that. Learned something new. You never know. Uh, Another TV show, 1996, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Plays Jimmy. Another TV show, 1996, News Radio. Plays Vic. I'm going to click on that. That's the one that Joe Rogan's in. Let's see who's in. Dave Foley. Steven Root, who would be in... Uh, that's Gordon from Dodgeball. Andy Dick. Maura Turney. Vicky Lewis. Joe Rogan. Wow. Joe Rogan's IMDb picture is from like 1995. How do they not update that? <laughs> uh, Phil Hartman. And Condi... Let's see, Condi Alexander. All right. Go back there. Back, I tell you. There we go. Back, 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 back. Um, What's the plot of news radio? Well, it's a rom-com. It's 23-minute episodes. The workplace sitcom news radio explores the office politics and interpersonal relationships among the staff of WNYX News Radio. New York's number two uh, news radio station. Beleaguered news director. Oh, that's a big, that's a big one. Beleaguered news, (laughs) I mean a big uh, summary. Beleaguered news director, Dave Nelson, who's Dave Foley, tries his best to manage a staff that includes egotistical anchors Bill McNeil, Phil Hartman, and Catherine Duke, Condi Alexander. Ambitious supervising producer Lisa Miller, more attorney, who also happens to be his on and off girlfriend. Hapless reporter Matthew Brock, Andy Dick, sardonic sardonic secretary. That's a mouthful. That sounds like an episode of Law and Order. The sardonic secretary. Vicky Lewis and tech happy electrician Joe, Joe Rogan. Plays a tech happy electrician. I had no idea, cause Joe Rogan's not really a techie, so <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, while also answering to the station's intimidating and eccentric owner Jimmy James, Stephen Root. That sounds like a good show. It was only on from 1995 to 99. It was on for uh, 97 episodes. Very cool. All right, let's get out of. I want to check out News Radio. See if it's on Netflix. Maybe add to your Netflix queue. This one's on Netflix. 1997 TV show Friends plays Tommy. Everyone. I think like all the actors are in Friends. Uh, Here's another Derek Zoolander thing. Uh, 1997 Derek Zoolander University plays Derek Zoolander. Video short. 98, Behind the Zipper with Magda, uh, Ted Stroman. 98, 
Zero Effect plays uh, Steve Arlo. 98, There's Something About Mary plays Ted. Also 98, Your Friends and Neighbors plays Jerry. Mm, he had a busy year in 98. Permanent Midnight plays Jerry Stahl, another Jerry. Backstreet Boys, a TV short, uh, no character. <laughs> I wonder if he's one of the Backstreet. He just joins the band. He's like, he plays a triangle in the corner. Uh, here we go. That was the last thing from 1998. Uh, Smash Mouth, All Star, video short from 1999. He plays Furious. I love that song. Hey now, you're an all star. Get the show on. Get paid. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get raised. And all that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars make the mo. It's a cool place. And you try to get cooler. <laughs> it's a great song. That's from the, that's from way back in the day. Wow. That may have been one of my first favorite songs. Uh, 1999, The Suburbans, J. Rose. Mm, 99, oh, this is a fun movie. Let me click on this one. He plays Furious, once again, in Mystery Men. This is a fun one. 121 minutes, PG-13. Action comedy fantasy. This movie definitely like subverts the genre. It's like a parody, I guess you could call it. It's satire on the whole superhero thing. Definitely ahead of its time. If this one came out 20 years later, it'd be a lot more successful, for sure. Because no one was going to superhero movies back in 1999, right? I don't know. They're way more popular now. Those movies blown up. Everyone's in superhero movies. Alright, here we go. Mystery Men. A group of inept amateur superheroes must try to save the day when a supervillain threatens to destroy a major superhero in the city. Very general. Hank Azaria is in it from The Simpsons. He plays his superhero is Blue Raja. Um, Janine Garofalo again. Her superhero is Bowler. William H. Macy is Shoveler. Kel Mitchell is Invisible Boy. Paul Rubens is Spleen. Um, what's Paul? Wait, I gotta click on Paul Rubens because. Alright, what's the name of the thing that he's known for? Pee Wee Herman, that's right. Or, um, yeah, Pee Wee's. Pee Wee Herman, of course. I've never seen that thing. But I think it's kind of old. Gotta, gotta check it out. Totally. We'll check that in, in a second after I tell you who else is in this. Ben Siller is uh, Furious. Wes Studi is Sphinx. I remember studying the Sphinx in English, junior year English, when we were studying uh, Roman mythology. We talked about the Sphinx. Greg Kamir is uh, Captain America. Jeffrey Rush is Casanova. All right, and there's a bunch more people. Let's go back to Paul Rubens. Let's see what Pee Wee Herman. Uh, see what it's all that. That's all about. Hmm. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's Playhouse. 
Pee Wee Herman and his friends have wacky, imaginative fun in his unique playhouse. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I don't know what that's. I guess he's just like a off the wall character. It looks like. Looks like he's super crazy. He likes to ride big bicycles. Probably the ones that have giant front wheels, small back wheels. Um, mystery men. Maybe even unicycles. Maybe even ride a unicycle with a giant bear from Russia. A giant bear. All bears are giant. Except for um, teddy bears. And uh, gingerbread bears. <laughs> Alright. Here's a... Um, that's enough about mystery men. Let's move on. 1998, Black and White. He plays Mark Clear. Uh, TV short from 99, Hooves of Fire, plays Robbie the Reindeer. It's an animated U.S. version voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. TV short, 99, Heat Vision and Jack, plays strip club DJ slash himself. So I guess he sees himself as a strip club DJ. That's like his true, his true soul. His soul's desire is to be a strip club DJ. And he's also uncredited. Hmm. Mm, cop in The Independent from 2000. Keeping the Faith, 2000. Rab- Rabbi Jake Schramm. Oh, he was in Freaks and Geeks? Uh, TV show from 2000. Add to your Netflix queue. Agent Mira. I don't remember there being an agent in that movie, in that uh, show. FBI agent? Oh, I remember when um, an FBI agent visited our like accounting class back in high school. And that guy seemed so cool. For a second there, I wanted to be an FBI agent. But I don't know. I think that that kind of job, that chooses you. <laughs> it's like, that's what you tell people at least. I didn't choose to be an FBI agent. It chose me. Mm, let's see. Freaks and geeks. What a job, though. FBI agent. Because everyone knows. That translates. Everyone knows what you mean. They're like, oh, you mean like Jason Bourne? Or like some other like movie character? Legendary movie character? Um, Let's see. I'm checking to see. I'm looking at my yellow legal pad. Also, I just used the same sheet as week um, part one. I'm just going to be honest with you guys because that's the theme. That's rule number one of A Star is Born. You got to be honest. Um, let's see. I can hear my door beeping. Roommates just getting home. Other other roommates playing, playing the video games right now. We were talking about our favorite comedies just, just a mere hour prior to now. So, talking about the movies outside of A Star is Born, even. <clears throat> um, that's how dedicated I am to the game. Let's see. Ah, oh, this is a classic. 2000, Meet the Parents, plays Greg Fokker. I'm going to get a sip of water while... Oh, I wonder, 108 minutes, PG-13, rom-com. This is a great movie. One second. Very good. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Male nurse Greg Fokker meets his girlfriend's parents before proposing 
but her suspicious father is every day's worst nightmare. And that suspicious father is Robert De Niro. And then uh, Terry Polo is in it. And Blythe Danner. I'm going to click on Terry Polo. Never heard that name. Let's see what else she's in. The Arrival. Uh, Meet the Fockers. Little Fockers. Something called Good Trouble. So she's not in anything I've heard of. That's why I haven't heard of her. Alright. Other than these movies. Yeah, so. Get out of there. That's a funny trilogy, though. I'm sure they'll make a fourth one. Excuse me. Um, TV short from 2000. Mission Improbable. And he plays Tom Cruise. But spelled like Crudes. Uh, K-R-O-O-Z-E. Like snooze. That's funny. I'm sure that's a... That's like some funnier dye material right there. Find that on YouTube probably. Video short from 2001. P. Diddy featuring Black Rob and Mark Curry. Bad boy for life. No character name. Uh, Zoolander. 2001. He plays Derek Zoolander. This is a classic. This might go top three right here. I'm sure this is going to be top three. Spoilers for the end. For the end of the pod. When I tell you about the top three and bottom three movies. Mm, PG-13. 90 Minutes. Just a comedy. That's the only genre I listed. That's the only genre that matters for Zoolander. At the end of his career, a clueless fashion model is brainwashed to kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Oh my goodness. I love how like, direct and to the point that is. That's all you need to know for this movie, right? Other than Ben Siller, there's Owen Wilson plays Hansel. Oh my god, Hansel's so hot right now. Uh... Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller's wife, or mm, ex-wife, I believe. Will Ferrell, Mila Joja Jovovich. Um, Will Ferrell's the one who says Hansel's so hot right now. If you guys haven't seen it, Mugatu. Man, if you guys haven't seen this movie, definitely check it out. It's a good, it's a good Ben Stiller movie to start on for sure. His dad's in it, Maury Ballstein. David Duchovny's in it. Angelina Jolie's dad's in it. John Voight. He plays uh, Larry Zoolander. He plays Derek's dad. Judah Freelander's in it. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump is in it. <laughs> uh, Christian Slater's in it. Um, all right. Wow, everyone's in Zoolander. All sorts of people are in Zoolander. Alright. Oh, this is a good one. This is one that we're going to talk about in the uh, Wes Anderson. The Wes Anderson episode that's coming up in the future. A very... Definitely, like, not one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies, but an interesting effort, that's for sure. Raid R, 110 Minutes, Comedy Drama, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Eccentric... Members, eccentric members of a dysfunctional family reluctantly gather under the same roof for various reasons. Um, yeah, it's a reunion movie. That's why I like it, because it falls into one of my four favorite movie genres. Comedy, horror, heist, and reunion. 
So it's a comedy and reunion. I love it. There we go. We found one. 2002. Orange County. He plays the firefighter. Uncredited. Once again. Ooh, here we go. Maybe maybe I could have chosen this Simpsons episode. From 2002. Garth Mother Loving. <laughs> Garth Mother Loving. Is that Garth's last name from Wayne's World? Hmm. Something to think about. Oh, he's in uh, Undeclared, too. The unofficial sequel to Freaks and Geeks. Judd Apatow's unofficial sequel to Freaks and Geeks. Uh, 2002 TV show. You can find it on Netflix as well. He plays Rex for one episode. Legs to Stand On, a short from 2002, plays Larry. I gotta see what Legs to Stand On is. Oh, there's no summary. Okay. So if someone knows how to add summary to IMDb, go ahead and add one to Legs to Stand On. Uh, 2002 video short, Tenacious D tribute. He plays Bypasser. That's uh, Jack Black's band. Ooh, that's going to be a good episode. Jack Black. O2, King of Queens. He plays Jerry, Arthur Spooner's father. For one episode. King of Queens was one of my favorite shows growing up. That's for sure. That's a funny show. Like, you know those shows that like make you want to like move to a city? Like, King of Queens made me want to like definitely live in Queens. That's for sure. It made that place look cool. Like, I want to, like, play softball on a Sunday and then, like, go eat a hot dog and walk on the boardwalk. And then go play basketball in, like, an abandoned gym. (laughs) So specific. Ride a jet ski in the river. They don't do that in King Queens, but... Eat an ice cream cone while I'm on a stoop. While I'm walking down the street. Just past people. Just past on a busy street with a ton of people on it. Nowadays, those people would be texting, though. Oh, I wonder what walking in... I bet walking in New York City is so much tougher now than it used to be. Because now, not only are there a ton of people, but they're texting now. Oh. Oh, it's like a salmon swimming upstream. Sounds tough. But King of Queens definitely made me want to, like, join... Like, other things you do when you live in Queens... Like, you join, like, you definitely play for, like, a local, like, YMCA basketball team. That's for sure. And you play racquetball. Maybe competitively. You do lots of things competitively. You make a mean sandwich. <laughs> you probably have, like a, like, a credit card for, like, a sandwich. Some sandwich place, too. Or definitely a punch card, at least. Ah, ah, Queens. <laughs> but then I went Queens. I went there in uh, the East Coast baseball trip from 2008. That I went on with my dad and Uncle Steve and cousin Matt. So we we actually stayed in Queens. That was where our hotel was when we stayed in New York City. We stayed there for two nights in Queens. So, and it was really cool seeing um, the U.S. Open tennis courts. They were right next to Shea Stadium. That was so cool. I'm sure my mom would appreciate it more, though, because she's a huge tennis fan. And I'm more of a casual. I definitely like tennis, that's for sure. 
Like, I like, I'd watch tennis over, like, golf. I'd watch tennis over soccer. I'd probably watch hockey. I don't know. If it's a playoff hockey game, I'd go with playoff hockey over tennis. But if it's, like, Wimbledon or, like, one of the other majors, I think I might go with tennis. If it's a major, a final of a major, I'd watch tennis. All right. Happy we settled that debate. <laughs> That debate that nobody asked about. I'll definitely have to go through them. Um, I'll write it down for the future. Best Olympic sports. I'll go best Olympic sports. I'm writing it down right now. Um, we're going to do it in a few episodes. We'll, we'll just discuss them. We'll, we'll chat about them. So let's do, let's back to, back to Ben Stiller. TV short, 2002. Robbie the Reindeer in Legend of the Lost Tribe. Plays Robbie the reindeer, the voice. It's not a not a real reindeer. Although I did see reindeer, they were in a country village in Bottom, which I think they're actually demolishing pretty soon and turning into a Truman Show housing development. Mm. 2002 to 2003 TV show, Liberty's Kids, established in 1776. He's the voice of Thomas Jefferson for two episodes. Thomas Jefferson's only two episodes? I thought he was like one of the founding fathers. 2003, he needs a better agent. Uh, 2003, Duplex. Um, we talked about this one. He plays Alex Rose. I'm double checking. Who was in... Did we not... Maya, that's right, Maya Rudolph was in Duplex. My Rudolph, that was episode 14. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. I, t- I said how much I enjoyed it. 2003. Nobody knows anything! Exclamation point. He's the peach expert, uncredited. <laughs> I wonder if he's like an expert on that President of the United States song, Peaches. That's a good one. Peach expert, that's funny. 2000, like he, he, maybe he works as a fruit inspector, like in California, when you have to get your car inspected for fruit, he's like, you guys got any peaches? He's just sitting in the corner, and he just keeps asking that, you guys find any peaches over there? Alright, that's good stuff, uh, that'd be a good sketch too, that'd be fun, good, good, uh, story idea, a little, little, Sidetrack from the main plot, <laughs> I suppose. All right, back to the, back to the job, back to work. Let's see, two thousand four. This was a good movie. Along came Polly, plays Reuben Pfeffer. This is a classic. I enjoyed this one very much back in the day. Ninety minutes rom com. A buttoned up newlywed finds himself too organized, life falling into chaos. When he falls in love with his old roommate, or old uh, classmate, sorry, um, and that's uh, Jennifer Anson. She plays Polly, Polly Prince, Ruben Pfeffer. That's a great name. Um, the late Seymour, uh, PSH, Philip Seymour Hoffman, isn't it? Sandy Lyle, that's his character's name. Uh, Deborah Messing. Alec Baldwin, Hank Azaria again. 
man, Hank Azaria works. We're going to have to do one of his episodes. All right. That's a great movie, though. Very funny. Super funny movie. 2004. We've been talking about this TV show a lot. King of the Hill. He plays Rich for one episode. Um, oh, we got this DVD at home for some reason. I don't know why we have this one. Oh, four. Starsky and Hutch. Plays David Starsky. And uh, Owen Wilson's Hutch. It's the remake. Baby. What's the name of that song? It's a video from 2004. No character name. He's in 2004. Envy plays Tim Dingman. Another great name. Oh, okay. Here's the... Let's tease this one. This is like the main course. So we'll tease it and we'll read... Um, Let's read a bit from Grantland number seven. This is a regular segment in the show. Grantland is on Bill Simmons' website. Oh, this is cool. I just found a little note that says, Happy 21st birthday. Love, Mom, Dad, Athena, Kitty. <laughs> and it's like a happy 20 or happy birthday is in blue like on a blue background then 21st is on a black background and then love mom dad athena and kitty is on the green background and it's on like a big note card very cool i did not even know that was in here that was a fun little surprise um yeah so grantland is bill simmons's website that he ran for espn before he moved on to the ringer and he put out 12 volumes of a bunch of columns and articles that ran on the website. This is the seventh one. And on the cover of this one, it's called the Grantland Quarterly. So the cover of this one is just a picture of the back of a baseball player. And yeah, number seven. He's number seven. I guess you could say his last name is Grantland. Um, there's just a bunch of text on him. It's really cool. It's like a whole like newspaper worth of text on his uniform. And then the back cover of the book is his front and he has a big beard like a like Brian Wilson, the closer for the Giants back in the day. Or he might still be the closer of the Giants. Alright, here we go. Let's read um it's not movie related, but that's okay. Eat Bray Love, the state of food television. It's T V related. By Andy Greenwald. Here we go. A decade ago, Emeril Lagasse was omnipresent, sprinkling catchphrases in cayenne nightly in front of a live studio audience. A lumbering rump roast of a man who cooked like Paul Prudhomme, but talked like the Gorton's fisherman. Emeril was the unlikely poster boy of the transformation of what had once quaintly been known as cooking shows into a more unwieldy behemoth food known as food TV <clears throat> excuse me fueled by the insatiable advertising needs of the food network and the viewing public suddenly interested in distinguishing deglazing from deveining the staid format established by Julia Child and Jacques Pepin was chucked into the garbage with uh, like spoiled milk it was no longer enough to stand behind the stovetop and instruct. The new goal was to entertain. Chefs were required to prep themselves right alongside their mice in place. Miss mice in place. M-I-S-E. 
to garnish their dishes, not with parsley, but with personality. And so, beginning in 1997, Emeril applied essence and kicked things up to very notches. He employed a soft jazz band and cooked with Pat Benatar. Uh, he, I was trying to think of the Pat Benatar song, but we'll have to look that up a second. He made garlic an applause line and convinced untold millions of Americans to try their hand at something called Erky Lurky. Wow, I want to know what that is, too. The goal remained ostensibly the same, despite the extra volume, to make home cooking appear doable and fun, but the extra noise soon began to drown out the message. Emerald endorsed toothpaste and floor mats and allowed someone to talk him into starring in an NBC sitcom. Two ironclad, and then footnote, two ironclad rules in life. Never follow a hippie to a second location and never ever agree to star in an NBC sitcom. Eventually, the demands of celebrity scraped Emerald's plate clean and by the time Emerald's live goose was finally cooked, footnote, with a tawny port reduction in 2007, he'd unwillingly set the table for an entire generation of cheesy blasters still to come. Cheesy blasters. That sounds like the name of like a like video game team. I don't watch um what's it called? E gaming or not esports? That's what it's called. I sound like an old man right there. E gaming. <laughs> That sounds like an esports team, though. The Cheesy Blasters. All right, uh, let's look up Pat Benatar and Erky Lurky before we get back to Ben Stilla. The Cheesy Blasters. How is that not like a. That's definitely the name of a snack. A, some sort of. Some sort of snack. Erky Lurky. What is that? Um, Erky Lurky is one, what is it? It's emeralds.com. It's one pound of your favorite pasta. Such a, so it's just pasta and a bunch of stuff. Okay. So that's that. That's a weird name though. I don't know how he came up with that. Pat Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. You gotta hit me with your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Oh, and then... Oh, she has the one. The one from Talladega Nights. One of my favorite movies of all time. We belong in the night. We belong in each other. We belong. We belong. We belong together. Whatever you are, and we're soft together. We belong, we belong, we belong together. That's a great song. That's what happens when, um, what, uh, Ricky Bobby and what's his name, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I can't remember his name from Jean Girard. The Formula U driver. They're um they get out of their cars, they get in a big car wreck, and they're right in front of the finish line, and they get out of their cars and sprint towards the finish line and race. And Ricky Bob, spoiler, 
If you haven't seen it, Ricky Bobby wins. Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Love it. Shake and bake. Yeah, you gotta shake. You gotta put it in the oven and shake it and then bake it. <laughs> bake it. And then uh, Cal Nine Jr. is like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm Magic Man and you're El Diablo. Um, I love that movie. Just quote that all day. Uh, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I've I've come to America to beat you, Ricky Bobby. Okay. I love it. Love that movie. Alright, what was I just saying now? Now I'm going completely off track. We were just reading Grantland, of course. Um Oh yes, we were talking Pat Benz. Patty Benz. Love is a battlefield. We do ding. I don't really know the words of that one other than love is a battlefield. All right. Not that I knew the words of any of those other than we belong. We belong. <laughs> okay. Great stuff. Um, here's the one I've been teasing. The movie I teased you guys with. 2004. Possibly, probably top three all mo- all time movies for me. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Plays White Goodman. Can't click on it. It's actually the uh, podcast art for this episode. If you have the ability to see that, it's a picture of White Goodman. Then 92 minutes, comedy, sport. A group of misfits enter a Las Vegas dodgeball tournament in order to save their cherished local gym from the onslaught of a corporate health fitness chain. Vince Vaughn plays uh, Ben Stiller's rival, uh, his ex-wife. I'm just going to assume it's his ex-wife. I'm going to click on her and see if... Let's see if she's still... Wait, she has been married to Ben Stiller since May... <laughs> All right, I'm I'm lying, dude. They're married. She's been married to him since May 2000. They have two children. All right, they're married. Um... Let's get out of there. Rip Torn's in it. Justin Long from the Apple Mac. He plays um the Apple. Those commercials. Steven Root's in it from News Radio. Dwight is the name of the character who says, My cousin Ray Ray, boop, did. And that's Chris Williams. Um. Oh my gosh, that's such a good movie. So many funny quotes from this movie. Uh... What's it? Jason Bateman's hilarious. Jason Bateman and Gary Cole play the announcers. Pepper needs new shorts. And then there's so many. There's too many funny things to even keep track of to go down this. If you haven't seen, if you've never seen a Ben Stiller movie, or if you haven't seen Dodgeball, either way, no matter what, just watch Dodgeball, rewatch it, watch it again. I've probably seen it. Maybe 75 times. I, I don't know. I would say... I would say, without a doubt, I've seen this movie more than any other movie. I've seen Dodgeball more times. No exag, No exaggeration. Alright. Oh my gosh. He goes... He follows up Dodgeball with... Well, I guess the only cameo is in this one. 
um, Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy, Arturo Mendez. He was in the the Latino news station in the brawl. Maybe one of the funniest scenes in that movie. All right. Sequel here to Meet the Fokker, or to Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Plays Greg Fokker, 2004. TV movie, 05. Todd's Coma, plays himself. Confessions of an Action Star, plays Commander, uncredited, 05. I want to click on that, that sounds interesting. In spring of 1986, no one had heard of Frank Sledge. One year later, Blood Fight 2 was number one at the box office, and a star was born. What? It, did you hear the last sentence of that? And a star was born. You're listening to A Star is Born right now. I love it. I'm so happy I read it. <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect for the podcast. Uh, 83 minutes. Action, comedy, musical. So the musical... Kelly Hughes in it. Eric Roberts is in it. Alright. Let's get out of there. Okay. He's a voice in Madagascar. 05. TV show from 05 called Extras. Plays himself. TV show from 06 called Real Comedy. One episode. 06. Danny Roan. First time director is the name of the movie. Plays himself. He plays himself in a lot of stuff here. Mm. 06, School for Scoundrels. Plays Lonnie Radcliffe. Excuse me. Um, Let's see. Is there anything I really want to talk to you guys about? Uh, we might as well just get out of the way. Oh, yes. We, we totally skipped past Dodgeball. I totally forgot to tell you guys about watching that movie. Seeing that DVD, it was at uh, Stephen Ungerich's house. And I believe that was actually, that must have been his birthday party in 2005. Because that movie came out in June. can't remember if I saw it in theaters. But it came out in June of 04. So it must have been his birthday party in 05. Because uh, his birthday is in February. Because so, I can remember everyone's birthday. That's my thing. I know the birthdays, and I know the World Series is. <laughs> if you need to know anyone's birthday or any World Series winner, just come to me. Don't go on Facebook or Google. Uh, let's see. Yes, I saw Dodgeball. We saw the DVD at um, his house. I think someone gave it to him, if I'm not mistaken. And we watched it. And we laughed. That may have been the first time I ever saw it, actually. Because I don't think I saw it in theaters. Um, and yeah, the, I remember the, just the cover of the DVD just being iconic, basically. Um, oh, good times. He had a hamster. That was cool. I think, or was it a guinea pig? Yeah, he, he had like a, I told you, I think he has a guinea pig, or he used to have a guinea pig back in the day. Pretty sure they had all sorts of animals over there at the Ungrags. Uh, but speaking of Stephen Ungrags. Let's talk about the AMC Triple Feature, baby. Yes, it's that time of the day. It's that time of the podcast. AMC Triple Feature. The year was 2009. It was June. It was it was probably a warm day out. I'm sure June in June in Seattle area. Come on now. Got to be nice out. 
and we decided to head on over to AMC Woodenville Movie Theater. Um, probably only five minute drive, maybe seven minutes from home. Home in Bothell. Um, you know what we saw first? We went to, what was it? It was year one. It was year one starring Michael Sarah and Jack Black. Um, also, Paul Rudd, we talked about that, episode four. Uh, year one was all right. Then we did The Hangover. Obviously a classic movie, one of the best movies of all time. Talked about that one, episode three, Brody Stevens. You got it. Positive energy. You got it. Yes. Um, then we went on to another poor movie, at least in our point of view. Um, it's called Land of the Lost. We talked about episode one, Will Ferrell. Uh, just a terrible movie based on a 1970s TV show. Kind of like a fancy sci-fi kind of deal. So it was a hangover sandwich there. It was a... I guess you could call it a great movie sandwich. Because the one in the middle was great. And uh, that was the AMC Triple Feature. Love it. Talk about every show. Great, great movie memory. Maybe one of my most iconic movie memories for sure. Um, Let's see. What else we got? What else we got here? I think let's just hop on back over to Ben Stiller, the the main star, the main show. So like I just said, I just told you guys, School for Scoundrels, Lonnie Ratcliffe. Okay, he's in uh, Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. He plays Guitar Center Guy. Guitar I'm always getting emails from Guitar Center for some reason. But I think... I think they're addressed to my mom. So it's like, how did, did my mom give, <laughs> did she go to Guitar Center and give them my email or something? Or I don't know what went down there, but I'm serious. I'm not even kidding. It somehow goes through the spam filter. It doesn't even go in my spam. It goes in my, straight in the inbox. Guitar Center. <laughs> if you work for Guitar Center and you're listening to this, then stop emailing me. <laughs> So much effort to delete all those emails, Guitar Center. They just pile up. Oh, uh, it's okay. I, you're doing good work. I mean, you work in the arts. I like it. Making the world a better place. That's for sure. You do good good stuff over there, Guitar Center. Thank you. Thank you, Guitar Center. Thank you, Chuck Norris. That's another funny part of Dodgeball. When Chuck Norris shows up. All right, enough dodgeball though. Move on from dodgeball. Love it too much. It's been too long since I've seen it. Uh, 06. This is another classic movie. Night at the Museum. Plays Larry Daly, the main character. I'll just click on this just to give you guys. This isn't. This might go top three. This is gonna go top three probably. 108 minutes. PG. Adventure. Comedy. Family. A newly recruited night security guard at the Museum of Natural History, which is uh, New York City, discovers that an ancient curse causes the animals and exhibits on display to come to life and wreak havoc. Such a class. So it's kind of like Jumanji. Um, such a great movie. Uh, ben Stiller's awesome. Oh, here we go. Let's scroll back down. Good stuff, though. Night Museum. There's a couple sequels, I believe. Definitely one, at least. Because I know that because we went to it on Christmas. Over AMC Winneville. 
where I worked in uh, 2016. All right. TV show 07 plays himself. One episode. Family Guy, of course. Every lots of lots of celebrity cameos in Family Guy. Just like a uh, Robot Chicken. I'm surprised. Wow, how have we not read Robot Chicken? I'm sure it'll show up. Everyone's in that show. Alright. Let's see. Where were we here? 07, The Heartbreak Kid. Plays Eddie. 04 to 07, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Plays himself. Four episodes. That's a funny show. I almost like Curb Your Enthusiasm just as much as Seinfeld. Like, I love how edgy it is. It's kind of like... It just reminds me like if Seinfeld was like a true TV show, then it'd be Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know why, but it just seems like a true TV show. All right. Uh, TV movie 07, Elmo's Christmas Countdown, Stiller the Elf. So even when he plays an elf, he still still uh, plays himself, basically, Stiller. He's the voice of, of course. All right. Tropic Thunder, Reign of Madness, video short from 2008, Tug Speedman, uncredited. Which brings us to Tropic Thunder, 08, Tug Speedman, slash Hot LZ. Oh my goodness. Such a, such a funny movie. (laughs) So, just so like, politically, like, incorrect in today's climate, though. If it came out today, it would just create a hailstorm of controversy that's for sure that's all i have to say about it but i'm still it's still gonna make my top three though i still love tropic thunder if you guys haven't seen it watch watch tropic thunder we talked about it in part one a little bit it's one of those classic uh movie inside of movies you know it's a movie about making a movie so i'll just leave it at that if that sounds kind of interesting it's super funny. I'll just click. Let's tell you what it's about. Red R, 107 minutes, action, adventure, comedy. Here it is. Through a series of freak occurrences, a group of actors shooting a big budget war movie are forced to become the soldiers they are portraying. They're forced to become the soldiers they are portraying. Oh my gosh. So that's like all you need to know, basically. It's It's funny. There's a surprise character. There's someone in it who you're not going to realize is this actor. It's a famous actor, but you're not going to realize it's them at first. So you'll see. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you. 2008, Madagascar. He plays Escape to Africa. And the guy who I'm saying, or he plays Alex. He doesn't play Escape to Africa plays the voice of Alex is Madagascar Escape to Africa but what I was going to say is the guy who you're not going to realize who it is is let me just say it's um and it's an executive it's the executive uh pretty much the main the head honcho so um you'll see he's the guy who dances a bunch the fact the big the big guy who dances a bunch all right you're me blown away when you find out who that is. <laughs> if you already know, then don't spoil it for anyone. Don't spoil the fun. Here's a video game from 2009. 
Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, voice of Larry Daly. And then that brings us to 2009, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, Larry Daly. So that was the year that we went to that one on Christmas. It was Christmas 2009. I would have been a junior in high school. Man, that's a very good, that's a fun Christmas. I'm going to see when it came out. Let's see if our story lines up. Does it tell you the release date here? Maybe it won't tell me the release date right here. Yeah, we're not going to worry about it. Um, I love going to movies on the holidays, though. That's one of my favorite things to do. Love it. Let's see. What other holidays do you go to the movies on? Not the 4th of July. Not the summer. I'd say, like, not Thanksgiving, either. Thanksgiving is about watching football. Just hanging out at home. Eating, hanging out with family, watching football. Never really been to a movie. I don't even know if the movie theater is open on Thanksgiving. Definitely Christmas. Um, New Year's, we're watching college football. Uh, let's see, weather. Maybe like, I guess Valentine's Day, you go to the movies, like date night. Uh, Easter, you could go to the movies. That'd be a good one. Like after the Easter egg hunt. You go to the movies? What else? What other ones? I'm running out of the holidays over here. Memorial Day? Labor Day? Any of those President's Day? MLK Day? Any of those days off, go to the movies. I like MLK Day because there's always like five basketball games on TV. NBA games. I like that. That's nice. Alright. And Christmas Day too. There's always five NBA games. It's a nice little run for the NBA there from Christmas to MLK Day and then to the All-Star break. All right, and enough. uh, We already did our NBA talk. Speaking of NBA, though, I can't believe that the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. I can't believe LeBron's not going to make the playoffs. That's just, that's sad. Because he should be there. It would be a more entertaining for the fans to watch him there. Everyone wants to watch LeBron play in the playoffs, so it's a disappointment if he doesn't make it. Let's just leave it at that. I hope he does. I hope the Lakers make it. They're black they probably won't win anything. They'll probably lose in the first round, depending on their matchup. And they might have to play the Warriors too, I guess. So that's a definite loss. They'd lose to the Rockets. Maybe they have a chance against the Nuggets, though. All right, enough NBA. Um, 09, the Mark Peace Experiment plays John Gribble. Gotta see what that is. Former high school musical star Mark Peace finds himself still living in the past eight years after graduating. PG-13, 84 minutes, comedy, drama, music. Another music movie for... Ben Stiller. Mark Peace is played by Jason Schwartzman. Anna Kendrick's in it. Um, Gabrielle Dennis. Uh, Alright. I like, I'm a big fan of Anna Kendrick too. We're going to have to do an Anna Kendrick episode. She's in that one, that one music video with the cuffs. Oh wait, that's her. She's in what am I saying? She's a musician as well. 
that's she has a famous music video with a uh, stacking cups, which is something that the Sklar brothers would watch on cheap seats. That's for sure. It seems like a really hard skill to learn. Super hand-eye coordination. You guys know the cup stacking, like the triangle, the pyramid of cups. All right. Ben Stiller, the voice of Alex, TV short from 2009, Mary Madagascar. Must be like the Madagascar Christmas one. The Roonies, TV short from 2010. Uh, let's see. Greenberg, he plays Roger Greenberg, 2010. This one, I, I think I tried watching it, but let's see. Oh, Noah Baumbach. It's a Noah Baumbach movie. Greta Gerwig's in it. I tried watching it, but it was so boring. So, like, lo-fi. Mumblecore. I think it's one of those Mumblecore movies. A man from Los Angeles who moved to New York years ago returns to L.A. to figure out his life while he house-sits for his brother. He soon sparks sparks with his brother's assistant. Rated R, 107 minutes. Let me get a sip of water in my Red Robins bottle. Mm. Spilling all over. We're good though. We good. I've heard of this show too. Never seen it though. Uh, 2010 show. Phineas and Ferb. He plays Kaka Pew Pew for one episode. 2010. Plays himself once again. The trip. Uncredited though. 2010. Plays himself. I'm still here. That was the, uh, excuse me, that was the one where Joaquin Phoenix went kind of crazy. I'm going to click on this one. This was crazy. I think it was a documentary. Documents Joaquin Phoenix transition from the acting world to career as an aspiring rapper. All right, no. <laughs> it's not a documentary. What am I? It's not, Joaquin Phoenix didn't actually become a rapper. Did this is I right, I gotta look this one up I gotta Google this one because I have to figure out if he actually tr- like maybe he did come out with a do you guys know that Tom Hanks has a son who's a rapper um not Colin Hay uh, not Colin Hanks I think his name is we'll check that in a second first we'll look at I'm still here though. I just want to see if... Oh, it's a mockumentary. Yep. It's a fake documentary. It's like The Office or something. Okay. Now let's look up Tom Hanks's, uh rapper son. <laughs> Not Colin Hanks. He was in Orange County. Not Tom Hanks with a J. Tom Hanks with a K. Rapper. Rita Wilson. I do not even... Rapper, I don't know why, why, here it is, rapper son, coming up right now, <laughs> oh, it's, um, Chet Hayes, that's his name, I definitely remember hearing about him, let's look up Chet Hayes, Chet Hanks, same guy, must be, uh, Wait, I gotta double check to make sure Chet Hayes is the same guy as Chet Hanks. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's his rap name. 
his uh yeah, his, his handles uh Chet Hayes. Twenty seven year old. Oh, he's a frat rapper. Okay. Rose to fame at Northwestern, so he's smart. You have to be smart to go to Northwestern. He has a uh, almost fifty thousand followers on Instagram. He's doing well. I mean, he is Tom Hanks' son, though. I mean, Colin Hanks is doing better though. <laughs> he's younger than Colin Hanks though. Let's see how old Colin Hanks is, because Chet Hayes is only like twenty eight. Let's see, Colin is. How old are you, Colin Hanks? He's a uh, forty one. Okay. Alright, enough of the Tom Hanks family. This isn't the Hanks episode. This is the Ben Stiller episode. So that's I'm Still Here. Excuse me. That's when he was going on like late night shows. And I don't know. I don't know if the late night hosts were in on it or if they must have figured it out that he was acting. He was acting all goofy. Like, wearing sunglasses, like, not talking and stuff, and just acting weird or something. Alright, 2010. Submarine. Soap opera star. Uncredited. 2010. Megamind. The voice of Bernard. TV show 2010. The Trip. Plays himself. 2010. Lil Fockers. Greg Fokker. 2011. Funnier Die Presents. Plays Ben in the segment, Do You Want to See a Dead Body? One episode. Video short, 2011, Lil Fockers, Deleted Scenes. Plays Greg Fokker, Uncredited. Uh, video short, 2011, Lil Fockers, Alternate Opening, Wedding Dream, and Morning Wake Up. Plays Greg Fokker, Uncredited. And video short, 2011, Lil Fockers, Alternate Ending, Treehouse. Plays Greg Fokker, Uncredited. Wow. Or if that's just like all extra stuff that they filmed and then just need a place to put it. Maybe that's like the extras from the DVD and they just made them in video short form. Hmm. I'd like to know about that. Here we go. Here's a good one. This one falls into one of my favorite genres of movies because it's in the title of the movie. The movie, 2011. Uh, ben Siller plays Josh Kovacs in Tower Heist. Yes. I'm a, here we go. 104 minutes. PG-13. Action, comedy, crime. Should say heist, too. Heist should be a genre. Uh, let's see. When a group of hardworking guys find out they've fallen victim to their wealthy employer's Ponzi scheme, they conspire to rob his high-rise residence. Oh, yes. High-rises. One of the three places I'd like to live, a high-rise in the city, cabin in the woods, and a cottage in the forest. So, that just, that just brought that up. I just felt like I'd just say it. Give it a little, alright, here we go. Who else is in it? Eddie Murphy, Casey Affleck, Alan Alda, Ferris Bueller himself, Matthew Broderick, Stephen McKinley Henderson, um, let's see, Judd Hirsch, Tia Leone, Michael Pena, Gabourey, uh, Sidibe, uh, Precious, 
from Precious, Nina Arianda. All right, and then a bunch of bunch of people. This movie actually looked over. It looked pretty good. I mean, I don't think it got a lot of love from the critics and everyone in general, but it looked all right. I like the genre, so I probably enjoy it. 2011 TV show Eagle Heart plays one episode. Silly Sammy. <laughs> Uh, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, Voice of Alex. 2012's The Watch, plays Evan. This movie, actually pretty good. It's kind of, I'll just tell you about it, 102 minutes, action, comedy, horror. Four men who form a neighborhood watch group as a way to get out of their day-to-day family routines find themselves defending the earth from an alien invasion. So it combines... Combines some of my favorite genres of movie. I like comedies. I like horror. I like sci-fi. I like action too. I like all this. I don't know. The watch is alright. It's pretty good. It has a good cast too. Along with Ben Stiller. Vince Vaughn. Jonah Hill. Uh, Richard Ayedo. Ayedo. Rosemary uh, DeWitt's. Yeah, lots of people on. Will Forte's in it. From SNL. The Last Man on Earth is in it. How did they get the last person on Earth to be in it? Hmm. <laughs> Will Forte's funny. He funny. 2012-2013 TV show. Joe Rutherford, four episodes. Burning Love. Video short, 2013. Madly Madagascar. The Voice of Alex. 2013, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, it plays Walter Mitty. This is one of those movies that looks like... It's just kind of like an Apple commercial or maybe like a screensaver. It's like a screensaver movie almost. Or like a movie that would be like on TV, like in an airport. It would just be on a TV there for some reason. Uh, it's that kind of movie. I don't know what, what it is. It's almost fake looking. PG, 114 minutes. Adventure, comedy, drama. Uh, when his job along with... When his job, along with that of his co-worker, are threatened, Walter takes action in the real world, embarking on a global journey that turns into an adventure more than... more extraordinary than anything he could have Im- ever imagined. Okay. It's an adventure movie. I like a good old adventure movie. John Daly's in it. The comedian, not the golfer. Kristen Wiig. Catherine Hahn. Terrence uh, Bernie Hines. Excuse me, Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec. Not the golfer. Once again, Adam Scott, not the golfer. So <laughs> John Daly, not the golfer. Adam Scott, not the golfer. That's good. That's a good place to jump off, to leave there. Let's go. Let's go away. TV show 2013 called The Birthday Boys plays Roger, Mr. Turner. Roger slash Mr. Turner. One episode. Mm. One episode TV show 2013. Les Depart Did we not just mention this one? I'm going to see who else is in it. Alright, maybe not. I swear that 
maybe we did mention this one. It sounds super familiar. I swear we did. Les Débarquements. 2014, While We're Young, plays Josh. This one I heard was pretty good. A middle-aged couple's career and marriage are overturned when a disarming young couple enters their lives. The old couple is Ben and Naomi Naomi Watts. And then the young couple is, who is it? Uh, Adam Driver and Amanda Seyfried. So Adam Driver, what's his character? I don't know anything about Star Wars, so I can't even think of can't even think of Adam Driver's character's name. Oh, I'm stretching my back right now though. You guys can join me. Wherever you are. Um, if you're at home, on the road. I mean be safe though if you're driving, obviously. Um if you're at work. If you're at the gym. That'd be a good place to stretch at the gym. Then you wouldn't look out of place. Maybe you're on the bus. Make sure you don't hit someone in the face when you're stretching. Uh, all right. I, I felt like a good back stretch right there. Oh, right, there we go. Much refreshed. Much refreshed. Uh, so 2014. Night at the Museum. Secret of the Tome. So yes, that's the third one. Larry Daly slash Law. L with three A's. Oh, he was in Workaholics, 2015 TV show. Dell Jacobson. Gosh, I love Workaholics. This is one of my favorite TV shows for sure. It's a 22-minute comedy, TV 14. A single-camera comedy featuring three friends who work together as telemarketers from 9 to 5 and live together from 5 to 9. Um, Yeah, this is a pretty legendary show. You like comedies, especially if you like just watching people just act like buffoons and partying. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, short from 2015, Zoolander returns to the runway. Derek Zoolander uncredited. Um, big time in Hollywood, Florida TV miniseries 2015. He plays Jimmy for one episode. TV show 2015 plays Charles Ponzi one episode, another period. I'm going to look up Charles Ponzi because I wonder if that is the same Ponzi as the Ponzi scheme. Is that my... I think I'm right. Charles Ponzi. Not Charles Bronson. Charles Ponzi. Not Charlie Saron. Listen to that episode 13. <laughs> um, Here it is. Charles Ponzi. Yes. He was an Italian swindler. Oh, I love that. The Italian swindlers. That sounds like a name of like their basketball team. Or maybe <laughs> some sort of, maybe like a cricket team. Or, <laughs> I don't know, a, a crew. That could be their crew team. Some sort of, some sort of sport. Or I guess it could be like an Italian swindler. What would that be? Whoops. Sorry for bumping that. This is an Italian swindler. It sounds like the name of a belt. <laughs> it's uh, the old Italian swindler. It's a special, specialized belt buckle. I love it. 
uh, and con artists in the U.S. and Canada. His aliases include Charles Ponchi, Carlo, and Charles P. Bianchi. Born and raised in Italy, he became known in the early 1920s as a swindler in North America for his money-making scheme. Died January 18, 1949. Um, okay, Charles Ponzi. Charles Ponzi and the Italian Swindlers. It's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Charles Ponzi and the Italian Swindlers. All right. 2016. <laughs> we can't, I'm starting to get loopy up here in Pullman. Oh, man. Just holding it down. Looking at a car driving in the parking lot. Not, not even the parking lot closest to me. The parking lot way over there. Ah, oh, so snowy out there. The sidewalks are clear today, though. Very nice. It was good walking out there. I liked it. Liked having the uh, good old... It's not fun walking on the snow, you know? Slipping on ice. You guys heard me almost fall. It's not... <laughs> Although it would have been funny, though, if I fell on the podcast, got that recorded. I wouldn't have been that mad. It's for the good of the cause. The a stars born cause. <laughs> uh huh. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining me. Um, twenty fifteen. Yes, I just said. Uh, just said those twenty sixteen. Zoolander two plays Derek. Gosh, whatever you do, do not watch Zoolander two before you watch the first one. In Probably just don't watch doing there too. Just don't even watch it at all. Just leave it. Leave it there. It's not it's not worth the watch. I saw it in theaters and I was like, no. <laughs> it no. You know when you go to a terrible movie in theaters? Especially if it's a sequel of a movie you really love. It's like a slap in the face. It's like personal. It starts to feel personal at that point. Oh, this was a good one. 2016. Don't think twice. Plays himself. I did not see this, but I really want to. This is on my uh, personal, on my Netflix queue. 92 minutes, rated R, comedy drama. When a member of a popular New York City improv troupe gets a huge break the rest of the group all best friends start to realize that not everyone is going to make it after all and it's um mike berbiglia i think he's the yeah he's the director it's mike berbiglia's movie i've talked about him sleepwalk with me throw on those uh, if you have a problem with sleepwalking throw on those oven mitts and but before you do that zip yourself all the way up in a sleeping bag all the way to the top Put on the oven mitts and you're set. <laughs> Such a good cure. Sounds like a home remedy. Um, lots of good people in this one, too. Gillian Jacobs from Community. Burbigs. Kate McCooch. Uh, Kate McCoochie from Garfunkel Notes. Tammy Sager. Keegan-Michael Key. From um, Kim Peel. Emily Skaggs, Chris Gethard, Brandon S., Brandon Scott Jones. Never heard of him. 
Um, Sunita Manny. All right, some other people that I haven't heard of. Um, let's see. Yeah, I definitely want to see that one though for sure. Improv seems pretty interesting. Like it's interesting how different it is from stand up. It seems like stand up's like a individual thing. Improv's a team thing. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of how in stand up you have a little more control. Improv, you have to rely on people more. You have to be like more in tune with people. Um, but that means you have to spend a ton of time with them, probably. Improv seems tougher, honestly. Stand up seems more like anyone could just do it and just succeed. Because I think it's more based on like just like raw talent, I guess. And that's, it finds a way to shine. The cream rises to the top. Is that what they say? The cream of the crop. The cream of the top. <laughs> All right. 2016 TV show. Hey, we talked about this one. Maya and Marty. Um, Maya Rudolph show. Ben Stiller plays Dr. Stone for one episode. TV sh- movie. Another TV movie. Uh, 2016. Zoolander supermodel. Plays Derek Zoolander. TV show. 2016. Plays himself again. Gosh, Ben Stiller plays himself more than any other actor we've seen. Haters back off. Exclamation point. 2017, The Meyerwitz Stories, New and Selected, plays Matthew. Was this the uh, Adam Sandler one? I believe, yep, it was. Yep, we talked about this one a few episodes ago. Uh, video short 2017, play dodgeball with Ben Stiller. Plays White Goodman. Um, and there's a picture of like, just, just a picture from Dodgeball. Just a screenshot from the movie. Uh, 2017, Brad Status plays Brad Sloan. I heard about this movie, but I have no idea what it's about. So let's see. Rate R, 102 minutes, comedy, drama, music, another music movie. A father takes his son to tour colleges on the East Coast and meets up with an old friend who makes him feel inferior about his life choices. Huh. Oh, Pam is in it. From the office. Pam. Pam. Um, That's my, my mom's best friend's name. Pam. All right. Let's see. It's not loading. There it goes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. He plays Tony Wonder for seven episodes in Arrested Development. Oh, my gosh. Arrested Development's a great show. I think he's... All right. This IMDb. Um, The phone. The phone is going slow. Tony Wonder is a magician, of course, with that name. Um, while the phone is loading, I'm going to go ahead and here's something I want to tell you guys about. So I've told you about uh, brother and sister, um, older brother, Nick, three years older, younger sister, Katie, two years younger. And this is just a little story about Katie's graduation. This was... What was this? May of 2017. 
Um, we let's see. We walked from the hotel to the arena on the river walk in the morning of the graduation uh, for the ceremony. I think it was at the where the basketball team plays, the infamous Gonzaga basketball team. That was when I did karaoke with my brother and sister. The only time I've ever done karaoke. And I did uh, Mr. Brightside. So, that was a... Because I'm Mr. Brightside. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. So I'd have a kiss. I did it. Ain't a blog this. It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Um, Love it. No, I think I know most of the words that song. Uh, good song for karaoke. Had a lot of fun doing it. Can't remember the name of the bar that we did in. It was definitely a di- uh, dive bar, though. That's for sure. But I for sure want to do karaoke again. That's on the uh, on the old bucket list for sure. Um, speaking of bucket list, let me read a little bit from the Buried Life. What do you want to do before you die? Johnny Penn, Dave Linkwood, Duncan Penn, and Ben Nempton. Oh, man, this is a good story. Then after that, I'll get back to town talking about Katie's graduation. Here we go. I went to find my son by Sam Fuller. My wife and I were, separ- were separated when my son Laban was born in 1990. For the first few years of Laban's life, I saw him sporadically, maybe five times in two years. His mother is a good person, and I know she did the right thing by divorcing me in 1992. I wasn't ready to be a husband. And when we lost touch, living in different states, I figured she was the better person to be a parent to Laban. She was stable, and I wasn't. But that old cliche about time flying is true. I didn't mean for so much time to go by. In 2000, I found myself thinking, he's already 10 years old, and I hadn't seen him since he was 2. Also that year, I found myself in jail. To pass the time, I went back to something I hadn't done in a long time. I picked up a pencil and started drawing. My own father passed away when I was 10 years old, but I remember him having great artistic ability. I would draw too, trying to impress him. After his death, I lost all interest in art, and most people I knew, including Laban's mother, didn't even know I had a talent for it. But in jail, I started making cards for people's girlfriends and that kind of thing, getting paid in commissary goods like snacks or shoes or whatever. For two years, I drew every day. I'd never had a passion before, but now I did. I never thought Duncan and the guys would actually find Laban, but within two months, I'd reconnected with my son. We started talking on the phone, and for about a month, we got to know each other. In the fall of 2009, Laban and I met face-to-face for the first time since I'd been able to carry him around in my arms. We kept moving forward as father and son, though mostly I'm just trying to be his friend now. I visited Laban in Louisiana, and he's come to visit me a few times. I don't go into detail, but Laban knows about my past, knows about the jail time, the drugs, all of that. I wasn't an angel, but he recognizes that I honestly and genuinely care about him. My love is unconditional, and he sees that. If someone asked me now what I'd want to do before I died, I'd say that I'd want to leave a substantial financial inheritance for Laban. My art has given me everything, but the dream is that I'd be able to help him more. I am 64. I've had my life. 
If I could give Laban some financial backing to do what he wants with his life, I could leave this world with a smile on my face. For now, when he comes to visit, we go to pool, go to the pool or go get a pizza or go see landmarks around Dallas or we just watch TV and talk. Just regular father-son stuff. I couldn't ask for anything more. All right. Wow. <laughs> this is that's uh, good stuff. Very heavy. Um, this is a super emotional show. That was on MTV. So if you ever want to have like a good cry, then definitely watch some of those episodes of The Buried Life. From it was on like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, way back. But I'll read uh, part two of this story, which is "I Went to Find My Dad" by Laban Fuller. I'll read that next episode. So. Little teaser for you guys. Uh, that's the buried life. There we go. Very good. And yes, Katie's graduation. So we did karaoke. Can't remember if my brother and sister did it. I think they did. Don't remember the songs I did. Um, something that stands out from graduation was, for some reason, like I had an argument with my brother when we were sitting there in our seats, uh, waiting for my sister to walk on graduation. And he was, I don't know, he was like, I think he said like, stop being an a-hole. And then I was, and I was like, no, you're the a-hole. And then I just, what I took from that situation, from that argument, because like it was kind of in front of everyone and kind of embarrassing, is that you don't really gain anything from like trying to win a battle like that. So it's best to just let it go and be the bigger person, I guess. Um, Take the high road. Just let it go. And, yeah, no harm, no What's No harm, no foul. That's what people say. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Yeah, you don't have to respond to everything, I guess. That's the point. But, yeah, that's what I learned from that. Because, like, it didn't make me feel any better to, like, retort to my brother and, like, snap back at him I guess so you learn that from experience so so that's it wasn't that big of a deal but that's what I learned from it um it was still really fun though I had a good time walking to I loved walking on the river to the ceremony to the arena I think we were probably like I was probably carrying coffee too love a good coffee walk a good old coffee walk um so we did the karaoke. Oh, yes, we went to Chaps, the bakery of Chaps for brunch. Um, very cool place. Kind of like a ski lodge meets your grandma's house. Um, antiques, paintings. Those paintings where the eyes follow you. Uh, what else was there? Oh, yes, there's like an attic. We kind of ate in the attic, I would say. We were upstairs. I think they had like a grand piano. There must have been some elk head there. Some like... I still never looked up... Taxidermy. That's what it's called. They it came to the top of my head. Didn't even have to look it up. It's called taxidermy. When people do the thing where... I was trying to come up with that a few episodes ago. The thing where you stuff the animals and... Put it on your wall. Kind of like a bar in Montana or something. Taxidermy. That's what that's called. Okay, so I think there's probably some taxidermy squirrels or something floating around in the bakery of chaps. But they had all sorts of stuff going on there. 
They had uh, Fine China was out. Um, they had the nice silverware. Just a swanky, swanky place. And, oh, yes. I forgot to mention. Did I mention this? Completely random here. Going way back to when I talked about the pin, the pin of the day. The Arizona Blaze Baseball Club. I don't know. I don't think I mentioned that I chose this pin. There's a special reason why I chose this pin. It's actually because it sounds like one of the names. I think it may have been one of the names of uh, the players on Globo Jim's dodgeball team. Like, remember the part where where Ben Siller, where White Goodman is like, I think he says Blaze, Laser. Blazer, <laughs> those are <laughs> the team names, and then the last one's like Franz Telenostovich Telovisky. Um, I think one of them is Blaze, though, so that's why I chose it. Because if it wasn't one of the names, then it definitely sounds like it was. Gosh, such a good movie! It all comes back to dodgeball. Um, but yeah, that was our experience. I think there were some teacups over there in the attic of Chaps. Um, it was fun. That was a good brunch. I like a good brunch. That's another thing I wrote down here was view on brunch question mark. What's my view on brunch? Definitely a positive one. I'm all for it. More more meals. More um sitting down together, face to face time, talking to people, human to human interactions. Um I'm all for that kind of stuff. Celebration of life. I like a good brunch. Cause it feels like, it's like feels like you're breaking the rules, like you're doing something you're not supposed to, you know, like you're breaking the rules of the food pyramid of like, like brunch is on the schedule. That's not it's breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's not when it's not breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner. But maybe for some people, maybe it is. I like brunch. I'll go to a brunch after eating breakfast and still go to lunch. I don't know. I think donuts are good for brunch. That'd be a good that'd be a good brunch trip. <laughs> That's a movie right there. The brunch trip. The brunchist. <laughs> Just someone who's obsessed with brunch. The brunchist. I like that. I'm gonna write that down. Um brunchist. Who would play the brunchist? Maybe the first person who came to mind was Adrian Brody for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's like the the pianist, the panoist. Uh, that's who I identify as the panoist. Um, any hoozles. <laughs> that's enough brunch talk. I love brunch. It's it's like the ideal meal because you can really do anything. There's no rules. You can have pancakes. You can have bacon. You could have fruit. You could have a sandwich. You could have soup and salad or just dinner, basically. You could eat anything you want. Brunch is free. Brunch is America. <laughs> I sound, I'm like doing an advertisement for brunch. If you want to sponsor the show, brunch. <laughs> um, Something else about my sister. Okay, here's a couple other things. So we went to this cool old school uh, 50s diner in Spokane uh just me and my sister it's called Wolfie's so it was a really cool place like they had milkshakes and 
Just like the old school diner seats and all that, all that jazz. Everything. Um, and also we went to a mayor's game. Just me and, like I, don't, I haven't done that many things, just me and my sister, but these are a couple. So going to Wolfie's in Spokane, then going to the mayor's game. We sat in the left field bleachers. If I had to venture a guess right now, I'd say this was, must have been like 2015 probably. Probably about 2015-ish. Sat in the left field bleachers, probably summer. Uh, first row. Yeah, we were in the very first row of the bleachers, which is actually a really nice seat. And there's actually a home run ball hit hit on the railing. It was one of those railing fences right in front of us. And it hit like maybe like a couple feet below us on the fence, right just right in front of us. So we got on TV and we almost got a home run ball. And but it probably would have been pretty scary if the ball actually went right at us. I would have dove out of the way. I'm not gonna try to catch that. I didn't bring a glove. But I'm not the kind of, I probably wouldn't try to barehand it because it was like a line drive. It was one. Of the, it was a hard, hard hit ball, hit on a rope, a frozen rope, but a nerd rope. All right. Yeah, that was. But that was it. Though I can't remember who the game was against. I think it was against the Tampa Rays. Probably yeah. It was post Devil Rays, the post Devil Rays era, in Tampa. Post Devil era. Um, that must have been De- Ned Flanders' least favorite baseball team back in the day, the Devil Rays. <laughs> I wonder if the Simpsons ever addressed that. Uh, hi, Dilly Ho, neighbor, neighbor Reno. All right, holy cow, dude, holy cow, guys, holy Toledo. Don't have a cow. Oh, we haven't done a. Did we do um a Mariners update? I. No, we did. I told you guys. Yeah, of course. I told you about the. Oh my! I'm losing. I'm losing my marbles over here. No, of course. I told you about the Mayor's game. We talked about the tie. I talked about the uh, meaninglessness of a tie in sports. I don't like the idea of a tie. Yep, and we play tomorrow against the Athletics, the Oakland A's. That's at uh, the Mayor's home field in Peoria, five forty p.m. tomorrow. So there we go. Um, very good. So that's, we're done with the Mariners for today. Um, we're done with all our regular segments. We've, we've plowed through this episode. We barreled through it. Before we wrap it up, something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, we talked about in part one. It was Judd Apatow's book, Sick in the Head. And, uh, he was interviewing uh, Jim Carrey and Ben Stiller. So, I just want to read a little bit more of it. Here we go. Let's see. Try to find a good part here to read. Looks like this is more about like... Seems like it's more about... Jim Carrey. But... um, You guys can probably hear the page turning. Here we go. Uh, I'm trying to find a good place to start. It's a complete... Here's... Alright, here we go. Ben. It's a complicated thing because... How do you disconnect from that, but not make it about yourself, too? Jim, whenever you try to do something serious, you're going to lose people, certain people, because they want you to be a certain thing, and, Ben, there's that thing with comedy. 
people can take it very personally if you're not there to be funny. Jim, on Twitter, man, every once in a while, every 50th person is like, who do you think you are? You, you better not be dramatic anymore. Don't don't you be dramatic. Oh, just a quick, quick little side note here. Jim Carrey was super funny, and I just watched a little bit of the Golden Globes. I caught a little bit of it. A couple things. Jim Carrey was super funny in it. He had a really funny audience sketch. Like he was doing one of those things where that SNL does where they put the cast member in the audience. So he was being funny there. And then, oh my goodness, this would be a fun video for you guys to look up. Uh, Jeff Bridges' speech from the 2019 Golden Globes. That's all you need to know. He's just absolutely, that guy's, that guy's the man. He's the dude. What else do I need to say? He is the dude. The dude abides. Um, Ben, I'll tweet something about Haiti and there'll be someone who will tweet back. Be funny. Who cares about Haiti? Jim, who cares about Haiti? Put your penis in your zipper and shut up. Ben, I'm unfollowing you. You're not funny. You just care about Haiti. Um, Judd, I get that for retweeting your Haiti things. Stop retweeting Ben's Haiti things. Jim, who do you think you are, funny man? Ben, Judd, how do you feel when your movies come out? Judd, I have those moments where, Ben, I'm looking for some insight here. Judd, where I'm so proud and it doesn't do well, like this movie. This blew my mind. I didn't recover like you guys. This one threw me for years because I loved it so deeply. Like, how come I love this work so much, what Jim's doing, what Ben's doing, and how come it didn't do well? It threw me because I thought it was in tune with what the audience liked. Ben, see, I've never felt like I had any idea about what the audience liked. It's always like a crapshoot, really. To Jim, we were talking about it. You only do what feels good to you, right? Jim, yeah, only what feels good. Ben, yeah, how can you figure out what 20 million people like? Jim, it's the Emerson thing. What's true for one man isn't true for all. And Judd, I went back to TV after this. I retreated. Ben, I didn't direct, it, direct again for four years after this. Judd, it's true. Jim, I still marvel at ev where everybody went. It just blows me away. It's hard for me to even be in the room with you guys. Ben, laughs. Honestly, though, Jim, just to put it in context, when we did this movie, you were giving us a shot, right? I mean, wasn't Jim giving us a shot? All right. That's a good place to... I don't see any other... I don't see any other place where we're going to wrap it up, so we're going to wrap it up right there on the old Judd Aptow book, Sick in the Head. Picked it up for six ninety eight at Third Place Books. Um, check out my first book, Sponge Cake, at Third Place Books over there in Lake Forest Park. Um, let's see, before I leave y'all, just want to read a little bit more of Spark Joy by Marie Kondo, author of uh, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, Tidying Up, the number one New York Times bestselling. Uh, I want to be a number one New York Times bestselling author. That would be Sue. That's just like something you put like on your resume. I put that on my business card. I would start carrying around business cards if I had that. And then all they would say would just be, 
New York Times bestselling author. All right. I'll just read you guys this little snippet here. It's chapter four, tidying clothes. Your tidying campaign starts with clothes. Gather every item of your of clothing you own from every corner of your house and pile them all in one spot. Do it swiftly and mechanically like a robot. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> just grab a t-shirt. Um, I don't know why that was funny to me. Must be my Futurama brain. And I don't even like Futurama. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like the idea of like a... What's that? The Roomba? The vacuum? The robot vacuum? What about a vacuum? Or what about a robot that just goes around and... It could kind of look like a Roomba, but just goes around and picks up your clothes. Like dirty laundry. It could be a thing, right? Speaking of laundry, I was... I was putting my Jeremy pants in the dryer tonight. Just to try to warm them up, you know? There's a little life hack for you guys. If you want a nice pair of toasty pajama pants, throw them in the dryer for a few minutes. Excuse me. My dryer's not too effective, though. So, as is, as it is, everything is everything. Um, yes, like a robot. When you think you are done, take one last look and ask yourself, is this really everything? Did you perhaps forget something that you got into someone else's drawer? Be committed enough to discard anything that you've overlooked, except those things that are currently in the laundry. <laughs> I love that little, that last little note. Speaking of laundry, she knows what's up with the robot. I'm sure maybe Marie Kondo has, maybe she's developed some sort of robot that picks up your laundry. That seems like something. She's so neat. She's so neat and tidy. All right, here's a little something from You Are Here. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. Love this book. Discovering the magic of the present moment. It's just a little snippet. Just a little bit. This body is not me. I am not caught in this body. I am life without boundaries. I have never been born, and I shall never die. Look at the ocean and the sky filled with stars, manifestations of my wondrous true mind. Since before time, I have been free. Birth and death are only doors through which we pass, sacred thresholds on our journey. Birth and death are just a game of hide-and-seek. Ah, oh, so many fun. This is me talking, not the book. Um, man, hide-and-seek was one of my favorite things to do growing up, though. I pers- I liked hiding. Like, the thrill of, like, right when the game starts and you're, like, searching for a hiding spot. I think there's nothing better than that. Just, and they're counting down. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. I love the pressure there. They should do, oh, this just came, this is a great idea, I think. How do they not do hide and seek for Survivor? Like, as a challenge. Uh, if you guys never watched the reality show Sur- Survivor, definitely watch it. Um, check it out. It's one of my favorite reality shows of all time. Um,. But yeah, they do challenges, like physical challenges, mental challenges, and sometimes they're team challenges because they're divided into two tribes to start. So I'm saying they should do tribe versus tribe, hide and seek. Why not? Sounds like a good plan. All right, back to the book. 
So laugh with me, hold my hand, let us say goodbye, say goodbye to meet again soon. We meet today, we will meet again tomorrow. We will meet at the source of every moment. We meet each other in all forms of life. The third sister, Chan Kong, repeated this chant. Alfred came to and opened his eyes. We were very happy. Laura asked him, Do you know that they and Sister Chan Kong are here? Alfred was unable to speak, but he answered with his eyes that he knew his friends were there. Then Sister Chan Kong began the practice of watering the seeds of happiness in him. She spoke about our work for peace in Vietnam and like Anatha Pindit, oh, this is a tough one, Anatha Pindika, how much Alfred had found happiness in his, this work. I gotta look up, I'm gonna look up Anatha Pindika. Do you remember the time we were in Rome? She asked him. There were 300 Catholic priests and each of them carried the name of a Buddhist monk who was imprisoned in Vietnam because he, re he had refused to join the army. Alfred do you remember the time you were in Saigon with the venerable Tri Quang, the head of the pacifist movement in Vietnam, the night before the Viet United States had decided to bomb the country? Venerable Tri Quang was furious and refused to see anybody who was American. But you sat down at his door and you said, you were his friend, uh, not an enemy. You said, I'm here to help you and I'm going to stay in a hunger strike until you open the door. The venerable monk invited you in. Do you remember that? That's a good place to leave off. And now I'm going to look up Anatha, Pind Anatha Pindika. Pindika. That was You Are Here, Thich Nhat Hanh. That's a book I... Pretty sure I just took that one from home. It wasn't even my book, but... Sorry about that, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been... That's definitely my mom. Like, my dad would not have bought that. But my mom's into some of the... Anatha Pindika, there it is. My mom's definitely into some of that. Like, she does yoga. Um, she has the, what's it, Headspace? Is that the, like, the yoga app? The, the app that you're supposed to use to help clear your mind? Um, Brainage, that was a fun game. That's kind of like the Headspace app. It was just like an app to, to sharpen your mental tools, like, I suppose. Alright, this is Anatha Pindika, was a wealthy merchant and banker, believed to have been the wealthiest merchant in Savati, in the time of the historic Buddha Gautama. Um, born Sadhuta, he received the nickname because Anatha Pindika means literally one who gives alms um, to the helpless. Okay, due to his reputation of loving to give to those in need. So it's kind of like a Robin Hood character. Okay. Very good. Very good. Let's see. I think that's all. That's all the reading I'm going to do right now. I think we're going to wrap it up. Holy cow. We did it, guys. Good job, guys. Reached down. Got my oh, squeeze the old spiky stress ball. Feels very good. Got my blue spiky stress ball. And my kentwaparks.com. Neon bouncy ball right here. Um, wow. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me, y'all. I love it. Let's wrap it up. With the final credit, number 125 of 125 for Ben Stiller. The legendary Ben Stiller. 
Saturday Night Live, SNL. 1987 to 2019, so 32 years, spanning over three decades. Here are the characters. Michael Cohen, Various, Derek Zoolander, Wes, Charlie Babbitt, Tom Cruise, and Vincent Loria. <laughs> I want to see the one where he plays Tom Cruise. I love it. Speaking of motorcycle, it, it all comes back together, you know? That's what we do over here at Stars Born HQ. We wrap it up into one tidy little bow. And it's a, put the cherry on top. Put the maraschino cherry on top. But yeah, I'm just holding my little Sturgis t-shirt pin right here. I'm just thinking about thinking about Ben Stiller playing, uh, playing Tom Cruise in an SNL skit. And how he probably... You probably rode a motorcycle, so it makes me happy. I'm smiling about it. I love it. Let's do let's do it. Let's do a top three. Um Zoolander, Night in the Museum, and what was the other one I really loved? Oh yeah, it's Tropic Thunder, of course. That was the easy top three. Ben Soler's been in so many great movies, that was that was so easy to come up with three, and those are three great ones. Um bottom three though? Palm 3 may be a little tougher for Ben Stiller just because he's been in so many great movies that it's hard to choose bad I'm sure there's some bad stuff that I haven't seen um let's see let's go with The end. The Independent that looks like a and then we'll go The Suburbans and we will go um Wow, there's something about Mary is a classic one that I don't think I've ever seen it, but definitely seen bits and pieces of it. Probably on TBS. TBS, very funny. Um, and then for the third one, let's just go. Uh, it's tough. It's tough here. The Nut House. We'll go with the Nut House. <laughs> okay, perfect. There we go. We did it, y'all. We plowed through, plowed through that Ben Stiller IMDb. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of your favorite podcast, The Stars Born. Um, let's do some plugs and let's uh, wrap this baby up. I'm Chris Arneson, holding it down in Pullman, Washington, looking out the window of my apartment in the night sky at the streetlights across the street from Wazoo. Just doing author stuff, being a writer, uh, getting ready to move to Los Angeles. Um, exciting stuff going on over here at Starsborn HQ. Can't wait for uh, the things to come. I it's really, from the bottom of my heart, it's gonna be. It's a it's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster out there. So I don't know. The more hurdles, the better, right? It's all about the journey. You learn from the struggle, right? All right, my books on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, Sponge Cake, a mostly made up story about a completely insane town and what's in the fridge, Sponge Cake, a novel, adventure, caper in New England, uh, based around a middle school bake sale, told from four different points of view, all wrapped together in the end like we do, what's in the fridge, a spiritual, motivational, inspirational, pop culture, Short stories, poetry, 
um, go get those. Go pick those up. Go to my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. My website, christtheauthor.com. Follow me on Twitter, christtheauthor8. And Instagram, chrisarneson8. And thank you so much for share, share, sharing the podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, or just the next person you see, anyone you like. Um, let's uh, let's spread love and let's let's build this community of starfishes. Um, we're doing it live. We're doing it big. We're doing it right. Um, I'm so excited. I can't wait for. I can't wait to see what we do with the stars born. Um, who knows? Who knows what may become of it? But for now, this is what's going on now. Right now, we're just going to wrap it up. We're going to call it a night. Here we go. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another exciting episode of A Star is Born. I have been your host, Chris Arneson, and I hope you guys have a great night. Um, I hope whatever you're doing, you just stay strong, keep doing it, keep plowing through. If you're going through tough times, just put your head down, keep doing it. If you need to talk to someone, uh, find a friend, find Find a family member. Find someone to talk to. Um, don't be afraid to tell someone you love them. Don't be afraid to give give someone a hug that you that you know. I mean, don't give just a random person a hug. But if it's if it's okay, if it's if it's consented, then I mean, I'm I'm a big hugger. So I'm just all about just spread the niceness, spread the kindness. Um, we're building, we're building it, we're doing it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Have a great night, and I love you.